This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here, as always. Another week, another interview. I told you we'd have some good interviews this month, and this week is not any different. I've got Eric Harding from Sarcadic Games. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Well, as they like to say, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, let's get started. So, what, Eric, what is Starcat Games? Starcat Games is a company that I started to help people who wanted really high-quality art but didn't have a whole lot of money to spend. I noticed that whenever there were Kickstarters or, you know, any time there was a gathering that, uh, where people needed art, there, there was no real place to go. There was, you know, there was places to go for maybe music and sound or there was places to go to get your game manufactured, but they all said, you know, I need an artist, and they, nobody really had a definitive place to go. So I started my company in hopes that we could, you know, at least solve that problem. So hopefully, you know, we're doing a good job there. <laughs> so so your company is basically a company that's looking to help games and websites out with stuff they need help with. So from what I've read on your website, you have, you have what you have available is voice acting, you have art, you have 3D mapping, you have box art, you have trailers and commercials that you help with, instructions, programming. You pretty much got... Everything covered. So why why should somebody go to Starcat Games to get their game or website looking and feeling the way it is? Well, I I like to think that we offer some of the highest quality art that you can get without spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, like uh, on there, there's a game that I made called Legacy, uh, Legacy the card game, and that has some some crazy fantastic art a lot of people have compared it uh quality wise to magic the gathering and you know that's no accident we i spent a lot of time making sure that you know the artists did the jobs that i needed them to do as far as uh you know shading and texturing and coloring the exact the way i wanted it to look to give off that really strong fantasy vibe and you know through making this game i've worked with a lot of people and so now i'm kind of you know, offering that team to other people so their game can look as fantastic as the, uh, Legacy. Perfect. Okay, so you basically you you want to do things that that are on a budget. How do you find these people for voice acting and for miniatures and and for box art and stuff like that? How do you find these people to do something that basically that they have a talent for? And not not rip them off as far as what they get for commission and stuff like that for what they do. Well, a lot of times I will seek people out who I think are exceptional mm-hmm. at what they do, and there's sometimes I just gotta have them, and you know <laughs> I, I approach them, and sometimes they are willing to work with me, and sometimes they aren't. There's nothing there's nothing really I can do if they don't want to. <laughs> there's 
the reason that a lot of them do stuff cheaper for me is because I provide the jobs. They don't have to go out and look for the work because the work comes to me. They come through, it comes through StarCat Games. I get probably two or three hundred emails a day hmm. from people just, you know, hey, I need art done, I need this done, I need that done. So I don't. They don't have to actually go look for work. So because of that, they give my customers a discount. Well, that sounds great. It's a good way to do that. I want to talk about the art firstly, just because I think when you're doing when you're doing, you know, say your website or you're doing a game for Kickstarter or something like that, um, I think art is a big thing. At least I, you know, personally, that's what I think. I so, think it's probably the most important thing. Yeah, because if you have, you know, say you have a website and everything looks all pixely and gross and, you know, doesn't have a good presentation, a lot of times people aren't going to seek it. Right. The uh, I think, again, this is just the mentality. This is a common person mentality is if it doesn't look like you've put any effort into the art, then maybe you've not put any effort into anything else. And that's just, it's kind of a turnoff, you know. And mm-hmm. if somebody, you, you can't expect people to take you seriously unless you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I, I think that is a very strong message that you're sending is, hey, everybody, look what I've done with this art. You know, that's, the art is basically your business card. That is what lures people in. And then hopefully you've built a strong game around that. Yep, yep, that's great. So, when you hire artists, now, what is that process like? Is it something, you know, you've kind of hit on it a little bit before, but do you do you go for a certain type of artist, or do you try to seek what the customers are trying to find, or do you just find artists that basically are really good at doing just about anything that they're tasked to do? I have about 150, maybe 200, in between 150, 200 different artists and a vast array of styles and, and different things. You know, some people are fantasy, some people are more traditional styles or, uh, you know, th- I mean, there's, I can't even put words to it because it's just, it's every color of the rainbow and more, yep. you know? So if you need something dark and kind of Magic the Gathering-like, then that's one style. If you need something more Disney, that's another style mm-hmm, or cartoony mm-hmm. or anime, cel-shaded kind of, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's every different flavor that you could possibly have and so the customer tells me their needs and i you know show them some examples from different artists and see if if that's kind of the road that they want to go down and uh usually we make a decision from there perfect perfect that that was going to be a question i asked if you know if it could be something where you know it's for every you know one thing for everybody which is great so you you have everybody on hand so tell me some of the projects that you know that some of your guys have worked on so they can so they have a little bit of reference. Let's see here. I am not sure if anything that we have done has gotten big yet. Probably one of the biggest games is a game that's about to be on Kickstarter. It's called Central City. Okay. And I can actually give you the link to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be on Kickstarter next week or the week after. Oh, perfect. And it's going to be a big thing in Gen Con. Oh, wow. And so we're hoping that that does very, very well. Okay, so we kind of hit on... So we talked about Kickstarter before, so let's let's stick with that. So we had actually talked before, and you said that you had actually done a Kickstarter for Legacy, right? I've done two. You've done two, okay. So, so you know, most people, they need, they need a whole bunch of different things when it comes to, you know, making their Kickstarter look the best. So what can you... Say, say I have a game. Say I have a game where I've got... It's Wizards and... Uh, elves and stuff like that, and I I come to you and I want I want my Kickstarter to look 
fantastic and grab all my customers to buy my product. So right. wh- what can your company do to make sure that this Kickstarter is successful besides, you know, basically taking it over and <laughs> doing the legwork yourself? What what can StarCat Games do to help that out? Wow, that's a big question. Well, <laughs> aside from the visual aspect of the art, we help, I mean, we'll do pretty much whatever the customer wants us to do mm-hmm. uh, within reason. Mm-hmm. So we can we can actually build your Kickstarter and make it look nice. Mm-hmm. We can give you some animated banners. We can uh, post on our Twitter, which you know several thousand followers. You know we a little bit of social media there. But other than that, most mostly we can just build your Kickstarter for you and and get it as you know presentable as possible. Mm-hmm. But you know there's still quite a bit of work. We we can't do everything for you because. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, nobody is going to be as passionate about your game as you are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you still have to do quite a bit of work as far as getting your social media out. But we've made a lot of mistakes as far as, you know, the mistakes that you uh, any, any first-timer would make on Kickstarter. And we've learned a lot. Uh, we also talked to people who have been very successful with their Kickstarters and multiple successful Kickstarters. So we learned a lot with them mm-hmm. how to fine-tune your Kickstarter as, as well as your Kickstarter needs and your backing goal, how to shave off costs there, different shipping options. There's there's quite a bit that we can help with. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So um, it says here you also do voice acting. You also offer voice acting. We do. Okay. So now do you have any voice actors that may be of note that people would know of? I do. Uh, let's see. One of my favorite voice actors, his name is Brian Summer. Um, he has been a voice actor for League of Legends, also The Walking Dead, oh, nice. um, probably more notable for his League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I also have Tayson Day, who's an amazing voice actor. Um, he uh, probably most famously known for Chocolate Rain <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> you know, he's got like, it's like a million or it, it's either a million or a hundred million or something hits on his video it's it's pretty ridiculous he's you know he's been in epic rap battles he's been uh you know i mean he's just he's phenomenal he's he he is the nicest person i've ever had the pleasure of working with (laughs) um just for him to take time out of his day to provide voice acting for legacy is just is just so awesome and i i felt really bad because uh his particular character that he played he was playing a uh, a soldier and uh, when he when I got the uh, the lines back from him, he was saying the lines kind of as Tazon Day as just kind of a nice guy. And the only the only instruction that I could give him is kind of more Klingon. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, be aggressive when you speak. You know? So so that's and and he he sure really really took direction well. And I felt awful because you know here's this really nice guy doing a favor for you kind of and. You're asking him to redo it all, and there's a part of you that doesn't even want to do that because it's like, well, I, you know, it's Tazon Day. I don't want to like make him work any harder than he has to. <laughs> but then on the other hand, you want a perfected finished product. Yep. You know. Yep, you do. So, well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. You basically you're telling him, okay, that thing you know you do, do the opposite of that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he took direction really. Yeah. But uh, he is one of my voice actors. Travis Crane is another voice actor. Um, he, you can hear his voice on the the trailer for Legacy. But yeah, Starcat Games. We offer several different female voice actors. I try to get people with thick accents because 
for some reason it just comes across better when they're mm-hmm. when they're acting. I have I have a wide, you know, a wide list of people that I can call on for for voice acting, you know, all different types. Mhm. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, it that's always good too because yeah, I like your I like your thought on the thick accents because a lot of times nowadays it seems like there's, you know, a lot of fantasy games and you know, maybe websites that have, you know, um, fantasy themes and stuff like that, and having a good accent always kind of adds good to a, you know, a voice, you know, because right. all the, you know, all these voices that they have usually are, you know, made up, made up things, but it's always good to have a little bit of that panache on it to really kind of bring it home, basically. Right. I like, um, I like English accents for instructions and rule books and things like that because <laughs> um, it sounds so proper yeah it does <laughs> so that you know I, I definitely love that um i have a couple of polish and russian voice actors you know i mean they're it just it's 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 fantastic it's it's, it's great yeah yeah that's awesome to have that on hand I'd probably just call them up and just say, hey, can we record something silly to put on the podcast or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> hey, you're an elf. Hey, you're a... No. Okay, so when you hire these um, voice actors, do you... Is it a specific thing where you're like, okay, you have to have this one voice or do you, ha- or, or do you go to them and say, okay, I need somebody that can, you know, if I need them to be... You know, a little girl, they can be a little girl. If I need them to be a full-grown woman, you know, that I, I will have you be that. If I need you to be an old lady, I'll have that. If I need you to be an, uh, an elvish woman, I'll have you do that. Do you, do, do you have these vocal chameleons, or do you just have the different people on deck where you're like, okay, if I need, if I need this voice, I have this person. If I need this voice, I have these couple of people. It's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I definitely want people who can do you know a huge range of voices but those are very hard to come by um i have specific people for say if you're doing like a like a trailer you know this summer that kind of thing (laughs) if you're doing something like that um then i have a couple of guys if you need a character who uh you know maybe he's like kind of you know, hunched over and slithery and just kind of like, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? Just yeah. kind of creepy, you know? If, if I have guys who can do stuff like that. Um, not everybody that I have is, is multi-talented as far as, you know, the as you say, the vocal chameleons. But um, there are one or two who can do a few different voices. But largely, it's a specific type of voice i honestly i'd rather have you do one thing very well than Mm -hmm. a couple of things not as well yep yep which makes sense which makes sense and with that voice you've got why aren't you doing it i mean come on oh (laughs) well i'm not a i'm not a professional voice actor but uh i'm also just way too busy (laughs) (laughs) okay so um let's see what else can we hit so um it looks like you guys do 3d stuff for miniatures and stuff like that have you actually done that for companies too or is it something you're in the early stages of Oh no, we've. I've got a company who's launching a whole product line through us, and oh. I've got probably five or six different customers that are just backed up right now because they're just ordering so much stuff. Oh, so perfect. we do just about as much 3D art as we do regular, you know, 2D art. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, it's, it just it, that would that question just kind of popped in my head because you know you just you wonder where people are coming from. You know, you want you you know you wonder if you know if they're coming to you more for board games, they're coming to you more for miniatures, coming more for like voices for video games. It's interesting to see that aspect to see you know what they're coming to you for. So, right. what what would you say the top three things are that people come come to your company for? Two uh, D art voice acting and help with their kickstarters okay okay cool those are probably the top three okay perfect. Um, i would say 2d art is about 80 percent of it yeah and then you know 10 and 10 for the uh 3d modeling and the kickstarter mm-hmm. that's cool um there there are some clients who just get the whole package you know the whole shebang yeah and uh you know those those are not as common but you know they're becoming more common as we grow as a company mm-hmm. so you know it's it's um it's pretty nice that I, honestly, I just really like being able to offer these services to people because I, number one, I I like when a customer has peace of mind because I've, I've had a lot of friends and I've, uh, I've known a lot of customers and just people in general who they, they'll fork over thousands of dollars at, to a complete stranger and it's, that money's gone. Yeah. You know, they never do the art or, or they never were the artist in the first place. They just mm-hmm. linked someone else's portfolio or they just pretended to be someone else to be like, Hey, I can do this. And they, they're like, you know, I don't do anything without getting paid up front. And then they give them the money and then it's just gone. There's, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's, that's not good. No, no, that's a good, that's a good, a good lesson to people that are probably even listening, you know, we'll be listening to this as it comes out because, you know, there's a lot. I, I guarantee there'll be a couple of people that are listening to this that have an idea in their head. They're gonna, you know, want that. You know, they're gonna want that idea. You know, come to fruition, and they're, you know, some people won't know where to start. Right. You know, so it's nice to know that you know you're there to offer this service or these services to where you know you come, they come to you and you basically tell them you can trust me. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have this. We're gonna, you know, talk about what we need to do. We're gonna get it out there the right way, and we're not gonna play this game like, you know, um, where I've heard, you know, some bad stories about artists that will do that same thing. Where they'll be like, okay, well, I'll do this thing for you, but you know, you need to, you know, pay me so much money up front, and then I'll get this to you when I can. And then eventually, they, you know, they're just like, well, see you later. You gave me the money, and now, now I have no obligation to, you know, uh, there would be a lot of people that would not have that obligation to gi- to give you the product, which really sucks right so yeah that's that's kind of the uh you know the thing with technology is there's no real safeguard for people it's uh it's almost a hundred percent you have to kind of trust the artist or the person who's saying they're the artist and so that's why starcat games is around so at least there's a company with some credibility that you know hey they've been around hey i can see the art they're producing they're not going to rip anybody off you know, ultimately, a happy customer is a returning customer, and you know he tells his friends. So that's how you know we do business. Yep, yep. And like you said, we, you know, it may start with something where a customer comes to you and says, "I need, you know, help with uh, the two D art," and they like it so much, uh, you know, from the final product that eventually they say, "Okay, well now I've worked with you, I trust you. Now I, I'm going to save up all this money. I know what you, I know what you're selling, and I can do that." do the full package like you said you know i can save up all that money and be like okay i trust you with what i have this is what i need and let's go do it you know yeah and you know i like the other day you know i have a customer who ordered probably close to twelve thousand in 3d modeling wow and he would not have done that had he not done some research 
and seeing that I was a legitimate, you know, business person doing actual stuff for people. Yeah. You know, I, I would never, I mean, me personally, I would never, I wouldn't fork over a hundred dollars if I didn't have any evidence. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, exactly. If I didn't have any evidence, yeah. but it's more than just, I'm offering a product. I'm also offering peace of mind. Mm-hmm. I don't like people to worry about like, you know, Oh my God, is my money in good hands? Am I going to get art that I like? If, if it turns out that you really don't like what you've been given, we'll just give you your money back. Yep. You don't have to worry about that. Yep, yep, and that's great. That's great. Um, a couple of other things I'll just hit on before we're done here too. A couple of big things that I re- that I really like that you offer too is box art. I, I know I've said this before, but I just want to kind of repeat it. Uh, box art, which is I think is huge. Um, uh, template design, which is which is very cool because a lot of times people uh, have an idea in their head, but they don't really know what how to you know come up with a template to where their how their game is going to look right and um, also instruction and document design which I think that is a very good idea too because um, one of the things that turns me off um, about a game is if the instructions have you know poor writing or a poor explanation of what's going on a lot of times that turns me off and a lot of times I don't I don't really want to play it, or I'll even play it probably because I'll skip some parts because I'll be like, okay, I don't really understand what this is. Maybe I'll play the game and come back to it. Maybe not, you know. Yeah, we don't get a lot of instructions in document design Mm -hmm. yet, mainly because most people think they can just do it themselves. And maybe they can. Mm -hmm. So that's not a top seller of ours, but we do offer it uh, for, you know, rare occasions. Um, I think template design probably the most important thing uh if you're making a card game or anything like that let me tell you template is the number one like probably even more than the art mm-hmm. if if people don't like the layout they're just gonna walk right past like mm-hmm. they've you know people like like people who have the money like wizards of the coast hasbro uh you know things like that they've done they've spent the money they've done the research mm-hmm. they know that there is less than a second to capture a customer so, for example, if you're playing a game and somebody just happens to walk by you and look down and see what you're playing, they will be able to figure out in less than a second where things are. They'll look at the art, then they'll look at you know where the damage or the hit points or the text box, things like that. They will associate that stuff mentally, and if they can't, if there's if it's too different from what they've been, they're familiar with, they'll just keep walking. Mm-hmm. But if 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 it's familiar enough, you know, then maybe they'll pause for just a second and look. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference. If, you know, I've seen some templates that are just grotesque and they have <laughs> nothing to, I mean, it's so convoluted and you can't tell what's going on and, mm-hmm. you know, you're never going to get passerby customers like that. But a well-rounded template, you know, you can get somebody just based off like, hey, what game is that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yep. it, it, it really does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I did a little bit of research on your legacy game, and just the template on that is phenomenal. So it's nice to it's nice to see something like that where it's you know it's well thought out, it's it's well planned, and it's well you know documented. So it's you know so then people can see it and say, okay, this you know the people have done their research and they're making a game that you know because you know game people get, people who play games are not dummies. You know if they right. if they see something that looks like shit. No offense. It's, you know, that's what they're going to think in their head. They're going to be like, they're going to turn away from it. The game could be the best game in the world. 
but if they'll it never do- give it the chance. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't have that, you know, that good-looking, you know, finish on it, you know, then you know, again, people just won't give it a second look. So. Yeah, and that's that's true for a lot of stuff, but you know, templates. I I mean, I just can't stress the importance of having a good <laughs> template. You know, like um, I'm not going to get into the whole details, but our first template, while it was okay, we had issues with a certain individual. And um, we had to get a new template, mm-hmm. and it took me almost a year to find a guy who was skilled enough to do another template. Wow. Templates are not easy at all. <laughs> not at all. Doesn't sound like it. They really aren't. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I couldn't do it, so I, w- I definitely uh, defer it to the professionals for sure. Right. All right. So... So basically, we've got we've got your company, and we've got uh, a way to get you know get your game out or get your website done. So let's talk about fees. Let's talk about how we get things rolling. So why don't you talk to us about that? Well, Starcat Games is kind of unique in the way it does business. What we do is we do not have prices like most people do. Like some some artists will charge by the day or by the hour or by you know the image things like that. What Starcat Games does is we, when you contact us for a job, you tell us your budget and then tell us what you need. Give us, you know, depending on your budget, of course, but what you need, how many pieces, styles, uh, de- if there's a deadline, things like that. And we simply tell you if we can do it in your budget or not. And that's, that's really as simple as it is. Um, we try as best we can to fit within people's budget. But it doesn't always, you know, work out. Some some people want, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of art for five hundred dollars, and that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not feasible in any reality. Yep, got to so, be reasonable. Right, right. But ultimately, that's what we try to do. So we're we're a company that's built for the little guy, and we want your game to look like you're one of the big guys. So Perfect. that's that's what we try to do. Awesome. Sounds great. Well. Well, I have a I have a feeling some people that are listening, and I know you're listening, may have, may come into contact with you in the in, in the future. So I hope so. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'll, I'll give them a discount if you say that you mentioned me on this podcast. Hey, there you go. You hear that, guys? Yay, we've got pull around here. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So, how do we come in contact? How do I, if somebody wants something done? How do we? How do they reach you? Well, they can add me on Skype at StarCat42, or you can just uh, go to StarCatGames.com, uh, my Twitter, uh, Twitter, at StarCatGames. Uh, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's you know, and I'm 24-7, so there shouldn't be any issues getting a hold of me. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we've gotten everything down, and, uh, yeah, th- thanks thanks for coming on, and uh, um, uh, here's to the future of StarCat Games. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, no
No, like in the, back in the old days, that's, this is actually the, the, the road that kind of led to Legacy. Was, so I, I made Legacy around the time Magic came out. And when everybody was talking about Magic Gathering, Magic Gathering, right? And um, I, I, do you play Magic at all? Or? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So I looked. Now, this is, again, I was probably 15 or 16 or something when this happened. But um, I looked at Magic and I was like, I can do this like, <laughs> or, or, or better. Yeah. So I started making my own game. And it, it ended up turning into like a like kind of a Dungeons and Dragons, like more of a rule set than anything. And, you know, all this crazy worlds and crazy classes and stuff. And so this was back, you know, of course, when the internet was not quite the internet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so we still had like BBSs and calling people's phones with the 56K modems, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Taking right? five years to get to somebody. I know, right? <laughs> and so um, basically what happened was I acquired a group of people who ended up basically testing the game and, and playing the game on the internet. And so there was, like, from, like, North Carolina and, like, California, and there was one guy in Russia and just all over the world, right? Yeah. And so we all got into this chat room, and we played my game. Now, what's interesting is I I, I quickly learned that the best way to, to do this was to completely remove all rules of the game. And what I mean is, as a GM or DM or whatever you want to call it, my belief is that you, your job as a GM or DM is only to tell the players what the physical limitations of the universe are. That's it. I don't I don't keep people on rails. I don't steer them towards a story. If they want to hunt grasshoppers, that's what their character is going to do. So, and that's what led to the, the ridiculous amount of characters and worlds and crazy stuff in my game. But um, one of the interesting things that I used to do is there's always going to be the problem if, I, I don't know what you call it in the, like, the magic or the, the, the role-playing world, but what is it when um, a player is not supposed to have certain information? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's almost like character player knowledge or something like that. Right, right, right. The character is supposed to know it, but you're not supposed to know it, really. Exactly. And so the way I solved that problem, and this is pretty funny, you know, because I'm like 16 trying to do this, but um, what it is is I, since we were in a chat room, I would take all the players, so there were, let's say there was four people, right? Mm-hmm. I would take four players, I would stick them in the chat room, and when somebody went into a different direction, like somebody would say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take off to the South. What I would do is I would pull that character into a different room and everybody else was in the other room. Mm -hmm. And so then he could still have his adventure while the other players are having their adventures, Mm -hmm. but nobody has information they're not supposed to have. Yep. You know, so I always kept them separated. And whenever somebody came back into the room and joined the other players, kicked them out of the room, and they went back into the lobby, and that's how we did it. Yep. Pretty interesting. <laughs> yep. But, um, okay, anyway, so uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Legacy. So with Legacy, now I started – now that's kind of how the, the world came about, but the actual physical product was a lot more challenging. And I did not have a team back then. I didn't have any artists. I did 
didn't have anything. I simply was just this crazy kid with an idea. Yeah. You know? And the how can I say this? The I, I just I knew that I had an uphill climb the whole way. Yeah. I knew that this was going to be an, a near impossible feat to do what I wanted to do without any money. So I spent a lot of time on DeviantArt. I said, hey man, I've got this idea for a game. Uh, do you want to, uh, you know, can you help me, you know, draw some stuff for it? I don't have any money. And essentially I'm just asking a bunch of artists to work for free. And they're like, no. <laughs> you know? I mean, what do I think they were going to say, right? Yeah, yeah. So I must have asked like a hundred artists. And then one day somebody was like, okay, sure, you know, why not? So he drew one or two images and then quit. And then somebody else drew one or two images and then quit. And then, you know, for every 99 artists that I asked, one of them said yes. Nice. You know, so this took months and months and months. But after about six, seven months, I had about 10 pieces of art. Then I approached this one guy and I said, hey, man, this is what I have so far. Can you, do you think you can help me out, draw some stuff? And he saw that I was serious about it. He was like, okay. <laughs> and, and then I didn't find out later. I, I found out later that this dude was famous. Like he, uh, his name is Satanasov. He he actually works at Ubisoft. Oh wow. He, um, yeah, he, he does some stuff from like Assassin's Creed, and I mean he's he's a pretty well known guy. <laughs> and so I saw this guy. I mean this guy's art is spectacular. Yeah, of course. And so I, I of course had no, you know, I had no clue that he was going to help me, and you know <laughs> I didn't expect him to. But he was like, yeah, let's do this. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this dude did like 15, 20 pieces of art for me. Wow. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's crazy. So now I have a lot more to show and I can also attach his name to it. I'd be like, hey man, look, I got some stuff from Satanathon. And after he joined the team, I had, I had, I actually stopped looking for art and I, I was flooded with emails from people who wanted to work on the project. Well. Because they all wanted to kind of be attached to his name, <laughs> you know. So now I'm no longer looking for art. I'm actually rejecting artists, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I have like a standard that I want. Well, anyway, so months of this goes by, and I, I was like, you know what? I've got enough art now. I mean, I still need more art, but I, I, I want to do something different. So I said, you know, I want some voice acting for my website. Like, I don't need it. It's, it's, it's not something that's necessary. Yeah. But I like ambiance and atmosphere and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get a voice actor. So I spent a lot of time looking at voice actors. I messaged everyone you could possibly think of. A-list <laughs> actors, B-list actors, C-list actors, Vin freaking Diesel, Tim Curry, Mark Hamill. I've talked to everybody's agent, period, you know? And I even spoke to some dudes from, like, 80s cartoons. I spoke to the guy who was Lion O'Lord of the Thundercats. I spoke to a couple of the guys who did, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and just crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So I ended up getting um, Brian Sommer from League of Legends and The Walking Dead. And I ended up getting him, and he is amazing. He's yeah. one of the best... I mean, he is insane. That's that's. I, I can't even give him enough credit. <laughs> then I managed somehow to get Tay's on day. I don't know how I pulled that one off. Do you know, are you familiar with Tay? I'm sure I've I've heard of his work. For some reason, it's not he, the name's not ringing a bell. He's the guy on YouTube who sings Chocolate Rain. Oh, nice. Yeah, with the like super super deep voice. Yes, like, exactly. Like 
Yep. You know, he's, my name is Terry Zondur. And he's <laughs> like, he's like 15. It's crazy, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, that's, I mean, that was just an incredible journey. But my the, the whole point is that um, I, I was faced with a lot of, you know, you're never going to do this, and mm-hmm. what you want is impossible, and you're never going to finish this, and it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, that just made me want to do it even more. But the other thing that kind of, you know, this this is more just a talking story. It isn't really, it's not really going anywhere, but <laughs> I think it's somewhere interesting is uh, faced with... I don't want to say adversity because it wasn't really adversity. It was more public, you know, you can, I can't do it, so you must not be able to do it too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen a driven individual before, therefore, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what it was. So what they didn't see was finishing the game was not necessarily my goal. My goal was to make something that looked like it was worth a million dollars and then to start StarCat Games using that as my business card because the bottom line is I did make legacy from start to finish and I did do it without having any money. So if I can do it, somebody else can do it too. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a lot of sacrifice. You, mm-hmm. know? you bet. Yep. It's it all, it all begets hard work. It always does. Yeah. yeah. They say, uh, genius is just perseverance in disguise <laughs> for sure so, for sure yeah, it really is yeah but um yeah so I, I just thought that that was kind of an interesting you know i don't know how much of that we can actually use or whatever oh yeah <laughs> we we can use it all it'll be it'll be just fine because it, it again it shows it shows how you got to a place where it was again it's you're a little you're a young kid you know I'm you're you're like seven. What's that? Oh, so I'm 37, but I, I realized you were talking about when I was young. <laughs> yeah, that would be really sad if I called you a young kid because I'm your I'm the same age, so that would be really weird. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, starting out as you know as a young kid and you know with this game and you know realizing that you know you know it, when you're that young, a lot of times you don't think oh you know, I could really fail, you know, you, there's some, some of that in your mind, you know, you, you know, you know, you don't have the money, you know, you know, probably you don't have as many resources as possible, but still when you're that young, a lot of times you, you have more of a, of a, I don't know, more of a perseverance of like saying, okay, well, you know what, maybe it won't work, but you know what, what the heck, I'm just going to do it anyway. And you, uh, back then you have a lot more time to put, all of your effort into that kind of thing because most of the time you're what else are you doing you're doing school maybe you're i mean maybe you're starting work but probably not you know so right. no at 16 i had already made my first hundred thousand playing everquest oh wow so yeah i wasn't i, I wasn't your average 16 year old i was already <laughs> kind of wealthy okay 16. okay well um, that now that story is crap now i'm taking it out well, no, it's true. It's <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> it's um that's actually like I, I've had a sleeping disorder since pretty much I was born, yeah. so I never really got that kind of normal life where you go to school and then after you get out of school you get a job, and I was like, no, that, that, that life was never going to be for me, ever. Um, I stopped going to school at around the seventh grade oh. because it was actually cutting in the way of profits, Yeah. Um, so I stopped going to school, and plus I realized that I just wasn't learning anything because majority of the stuff they teach you in school is 100% useless. Um, but no, I, I, I accidentally somehow found out that I could make a ton of money playing EverQuest. Yeah. 
and there was an item that dropped, and I shouted to everybody. I was like, yes, I finally got it. Some dude messages me, and he's like, hey, I'll give you 650 for that, and I was or 500 for that, and I was like, no way, it's worth like 40,000 platinum. He goes, no, no, I'll give you $500. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, He's like, yeah. I said, well, how? He goes, well, put it up on eBay. And I'm like, okay. So I throw it up on eBay, and within about 10 seconds, it sells. And I'm like, I just made $500. I've never seen that kind of money before. Like, I've never had $500. And so I somehow managed to get the item again within six, seven hours. And this time I put it up for 650 just to see if it would sell. Sure enough, 10 minutes later, it sells. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I have a cash register in front of me. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I did for wow. the, the next year was just play EverQuest and get, make money. Yeah. And by the time it was done, you know, by the time it wasn't efficient anymore, I made about 100 grand. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's kind of one of the things that kind of I started thinking alternatively about how to make money or how I was going to support myself with this situation that I have because there's no way I can get a normal job. I would I would be fired the first day, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm always tired or I you know I would just fall asleep or I wouldn't move as fast as everybody else. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's rough doing that when you feel like a zombie. I mean, I have never like somebody asked me the other day. They're like. Man, you know how when you wake up and you feel refreshed, I'm like, is that how people feel when they wake up? That's not how I feel. Yeah, yeah that's I rough. I feel like if you had just gone to a 24-hour concert and come home and your eyes are, like, burning, uh, that's how I feel all the all time. All the time. Yeah, that's rough. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, feeling refreshed and energized is a foreign concept to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I guarantee you, I don't, I don't have one fourth an inkling of what you have, but being, being a, being a dad and a full time worker now, I, I, yeah, I don't know what being refreshed is either. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's great to, it's great to know that with, you know, within the struggles that you have, you're able to, you know, get this, you know, start up this company that's, you know, really, you know lifted off and is helping a lot of people. That's, I mean, that's great. Yeah. And I, you know, part of that is, is kind of a kind of suck it up mentality because mm-hmm. it's like, well, what are you going to do? Cry about it? Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I got to do something here. Hey, guess I, what? I you, can't. Hey, guess what? You could. A lot of people do. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I, I can't fix every problem I have. Yeah. So it's just best to solve one problem at a time. Yeah. And so working with a lot of these artists on Legacy, I know that um, I, I know their quality and I know they don't quit. I mean, so I'm going to go into a little bit about why people use StarCat games. Okay. StarCat, the, 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 people, the, the reason people like to use StarCat games is because, number one, peace of mind. Peace of mind is very important to a customer. I'm not going to, you know, they know I'm not going to rob them. I'm not going to. You know, they're not going to pay me and I'm not going to disappear, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I have credibility, so I'm not going to pretend to be uh, another artist or, you know, a lot. That, that's a thing. That is a real thing that happens yeah. is people say, hey, man, I can do your job for you. And all they're doing is posting someone else's portfolio. You have no idea if that guy is actually the person you're, you're the work you've seen, you know? Yeah. So that. Peace of mind is a very important reason to me, 
and I'm aware of that. You know, I, every time I do anything, every time I take a dollar, I'm always thinking, how can I reassure my customers? And another one of another one of the ways that I do that is I'm 24/7. There is no such thing as a day off. I don't take holidays. I pretty much work until I fall asleep. And if I'm asleep, they message me and I'm awake and I take the phone call. Oh. You know, and they love that. You know, they love that they can get a hold of me at three in the morning if they want to. You mm-hmm. know. 